0: Ah, ah I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm frustrated talk about Wasteland. Welcome
1: to
2: the Deal Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby.
1: I'm Amanda.
0: I was just watching our intro that I watch every week and I was just thinking, how much I have, how many IPs did we just steal from <laughs> to get that done and how have we not been sued? It's nice flying under the radar sometimes. <laughs> oh we did get a, a cease and desist not well, like a cease and desist like what was it we couldn't sell a certain t-shirt because
2: yeah because it had the mortal kombat logo. yeah
0: they're like hey man but it's still on our podcast though they're inspired they're they're ip inspired that's all it is <laughs> if you're wondering what i'm talking about you can watch our youtube it's on there dlgaming.net hate- for all things dlg how you guys doing
1: it's been a oh, doing me. pretty good. I survived uh, driving through snowstorms over here and a lot of just snow and shitty driving. But uh, yeah, made it, <laughs> so it's good.
0: At least you have that uh, all-wheel drive vehicle. That definitely helps. you yeah. out there. Yeah, but those absolutely those um those uh what do you, appointments are very hard to get. So good thing you went and got that. That's months. Oh out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I went to the other side of the state to go get a global entry uh, interview because I have been trying for a year. I have literally made four appointments and things have not. Fall, or they've fallen through, and so finally I was able to get it, but yeah, I drove three hours on the other side of the state to Detroit to go get that done, but I'm glad I did. It was good. It was a good time. I was able to catch up with some people, and it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, but what about you, Bobby?
2: Um, yeah, rough week, just a lot of work. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week. I wasn't going to have too much time for gaming. Um, my Friday night was all booked up, so that's when I get the most gaming in, and unfortunately, that didn't happen, so...
0: Oof. I can see it in your eyes, man. This this is a man did not get any gaming <laughs> in, no relaxation. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I crammed some in on the on the weekend. You're gonna get some, yeah, decompression time, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just you, you need I, a snowstorm. Yeah, it shuts everything
1: down, <laughs> yeah. and then all you can do is game.
0: Uh, so uh, like a lot of workers, they just just don't go to work, right? I mean, unless they can work remote, it.
1: it- it depends what your line of work is. Uh if you're in healthcare or services, public service or anything like that, you're fucked. You have to go in. Like mm-hmm. I I've always had to go into work. It was common for people to spin out or crash their car and then still go to work cuz there's also a lot of pride and stuff too that of people pushing through and going to it uh going to work, I mean. But you do also have obviously like a decent amount of group of people that are like they get two snowflakes outside and they're like, I'm calling in I'm scared. Yeah, 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 and so yeah. like, they'll call in and like, you know, and a lot of things will shut down. Like, especially when you're talking about kids, it was cool growing up with the amount of snow days. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure snipers dealt with that a bit too, but as a kid, it's awesome because yeah, you might wake up and it's like, Christmas multiple times a year because you're like I get to spend all day just playing video games because you'll have a snow day so there are definitely some professions where like everything you know it shuts down and you just stay inside and if it's a really terrible uh ice and snowstorm then they would have like skeleton crews and things and a lot of people would be sent home my my school only
3: shut down when I was growing up when it was minus 40 because that's when propane freezes and that's how we heated the four little shacks that was our school so.
0: jesus dude you guys li- <laughs> you guys grew up on like hoth compared to like where I-
1: <laughs> yeah for real i know and it shows <laughs> <laughs>
2: is that minus 40 celsius
3: yeah yeah
2: that's insane
0: yeah. yeah
1: i think the coldest i uh the coldest it took for our university to shut down it was negative 28 but that's fahrenheit
0: i'm always asking days about at the beginning of the podcast i'm like what what is it over, like over there? You know, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a whole different world. Frozen. I've never been. Yeah. It's frozen. Oh. It's a frozen world.
3: Sorry. Propane freezes at a much, lo- I meant turned to liquid it, unusable. No matter. You yeah. can't use it, but gotcha. not, not
1: frozen. Okay.
0: Hey, how about some video games? You guys want to talk about some of those?
1: Yeah. I was going to say something not frozen, but liquid hot for me this week was playing a lot of video games. I did get to play a lot of games, which is great. A uh, great segue. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I got to bring it back, dude. (laughs) It's gone for a minute, but, you know, it's... Yeah, you got to try, and even if it backfires, you're fine. And that's why it's always good to have a backfire wall, right? So tell me about that, Bobby. That's on our radar, Mm -hmm. by the way, which are things that have come to our attention, but we haven't gotten a chance to fully play yet.
2: Yeah, this is an upcoming puzzle adventure game that is set inside of a smartphone. So it's an interesting premise. Uh You play like, I don't know, some bit of code or like the this update, Uh you're responsible for updating the operating system, but this update is going to ruin the phone. So you have to prevent it somehow. So you wander through this area, which is like the inside of a smartphone, and you deal with different apps and, and bits of code and software and uh encounter and solve lots of different puzzles. And it's, done very comi- comically. I watched a little bit of the trailers and like someone streaming it on the steam page and it it kind of has that same humor as Portal or or that Portal eventually gets to. In the first Portal, I'd, I don't know, it's been so long, but they really build up to that humor. Um, like you slowly get hints of it and you start mm-hmm. to realize, Oh, I think this robot's against me. And it <laughs> kind of says some funny things. And then the second one, they fully lean into it. And that's kind of what this game is like, but it's an interesting concept. Um, you know, these puzzle games, it's tough because even the good ones, uh, I, I play them for a while and then I lose interest at some point. Like I just, I don't want to complete them or get through them, but if it has enough humor and if it's entertaining enough, that might be That might be compelling enough to to actually complete, but this game is coming out pretty soon here. Uh, Let's see. What's the release date? January 30th. So yeah, just right around the corner. Um, Actually, it'll be out by the time we post this episode. So no price on it uh, as of right now, but um, I don't know. I'm guessing this is going to be around 15, 20 bucks. There is a demo of it, so you could try before you buy.
0: That'd be my guess about that. That's back firewall underscore.
2: Yeah, underscore one word.
0: Yeah. Cool. It's hard to segue when you end them up like that, you know? <laughs> like, and that was this. Uh now let's uh start speaking this. of underscoring
1: segues, <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> uh, what you got, Days? you got a whole bunch.
1: Looks like. Uh, it only looks like that. It's deceiving. And actually, I'm not, well, yeah. So I, I put on there, of course, you know me, once in a while, I like to go into the deep, uh, deep depths of the weirdness in my Steam Discovery queue. Uh, this was one of those. I, I just couldn't stop looking at it. It is called ENA or ENA dream barbecue i have no fucking idea why and i have no idea what the fuck is going on that's how i would describe this game the way it looks but you know what i'm in it dude i'm i'm in it it's like talk about an indie game so indie don't like what even is it right and so it's coming out in 2023 it's just it states that it's an experience of surreal environments and inexplicable characters that basically you are searching for a boss that everybody wants to be. You're going to explore like these strange worlds, they have you take on these side gigs and you're going to meet a bunch of characters and it just looks like it looks like I'm going to be sitting there being like what the fuck Jeez. is this and laughing the whole time and I love games that make me do that because I'm like why it's it to me it's so fascinating when you can see just like artistic weirdness in a video game and that's kind of how I feel about this is that it just seems like a really odd fascinating thing of like anime and a hodgepodge of just odd shit. And I like it.
0: It does look like nineties anime for sure. It looks good. It's strange. Very strange. I
1: mean, it looks terrible is what you mean. Like graphically it looks bad, but that's what makes it great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird.
1: It is. It's one of the weirdest things I've seen, so I'm very excited for it. I wish I knew when it was actually released, but it is going to be released this year. So I'm putting it on my wish list. I'm going to watch out for it because it definitely seems just like the fuck.
0: The only thing that looked like a game so far was a little bit of first-person shooter-esque, but that's just a guess. I don't know. I saw a bunch of weird stuff.
1: I feel like this is going to be a lot of just kind of like walking simulator and once in a while pew pew at something, but otherwise just like a cinematic fucking weird experience i hope this game is below twelve dollars because if it's any more than that i'm telling you right now that ain't fucking worth it but this looks like it's gonna be pretty i i feel like this could be really hilarious it's just really bizarre like they're just showing all kinds of scenes of different weird creepy shit like this girl in uh what was it she was in like a like a girl scouts kind of outfit it looked like or an army outfit and then there's just a huge hole in her and she's climbing towards like a spatula lady wearing a ballerina outfit it's such weird shit but, but like weird about I, that. I'm intrigued. I, I a, spatula that. Yeah, I'm a spatula arena? A spatula arena is a little weird, it, don't you think? It, I mean yeah. normally when I go see ballerinas dance, their whole head is not a spatula. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> it's true dude but speaking of odd and like what a cool rhythmic kind of game of rock oddness from bethysda like what was your experience oh you weren't playing ember knights i wasn't going to talk about ember knights i was going to talk about what was it the high oh hi-fi Did rush I, I had that on yeah, my radar you...
0: and i moved it over to the highlights oh shit all right i put it. that on
1: my radar and then i was like damn it Amelia played it all right all right all right yeah it, that's gonna be but really It's even fun. better
0: because it's on my highlights but that's that's a little teaser for later folks that's a little teaser That's that you don't, you right. don't turn off the, the the podcastness uh i did uh put ember knights on my uh radar though and uh i was gonna tell uh chris this is the one that i was telling you about that i think you're gonna be excited about this so um, it's overwhelmingly positive uh, on Steam. It's still in early access. It's a four, It has uh, 1,500 reviews, overwhelmingly positive. And, it, and that's still in early access. That's saying something. So it's an action roguelike um, that's four-player co-op. And uh, the two little reviews that I said both said the same thing, that the action is uh, Hades-esque. So that's why I thought maybe you and your girl could play with this together. Now it's you know it it doesn't have the super giant like money behind money to, money behind it. But uh, so I don't think this. I'm guessing here. I don't think the story and the uh, you know the voice acting and all that stuff. You're not gonna get that stuff. But as far as the action and the synergies between weapons and I don't know if they have as much. But it it's still all in the same vein. So I mean to to have that kind, of, just the action part of it in co-op would be great i mean i wouldn't complain at all i, w- I wouldn't be like this isn't hades like just uh, just being able to play this although the, i i didn't notice that the fighting areas the you know the rooms that you're in uh they seem small to contain four players it must be so chaotic because you know you dash out of um, you dash out of the way to dodge something, but uh, it's bound to hit another player. Where they're aiming at one guy, so I, you really have to be on your toes. But I would love to play this with uh, whoever wants to play. This sounds awesome. I, I'm going to buy this. It's 15 bucks too. Um, I put it on my wish list only because I I kind of want to feel. Wait till it's done before I uh, buy it or start playing it, just because. I guess there's three biomes right now. They plan on putting more. They have, they have a roadmap. They've been following it pretty uh, consistently. So uh, like right now, they're promoting their January update. So they're, they're just continuously working on this. Uh, I've seen this a bunch of times, and I just didn't click on it because it looks like a bunch of other stuff, but I didn't know that it's been doing so well. So, uh, yeah, now I'm excited about something. I didn't know that it was around. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Nice. Well, that's cool.
0: Ember Knights. Um,
1: that's Ember Knights. So I've got a bit of an update uh, on my radar. Elder Scrolls Online is coming out with a new DLC on June 5th, 2023. And they come up with a lot of DLCs, yes, but this one, this one touches my heart because this one you travel to the Telvani Peninsula of Marwind. And anytime I hear anything with Marwin, I'm like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> because I love that was the game that got me sucked into Elder Scrolls just in general, was Marwind. So I'm a sucker for that. Basically, you are um you are going to be going to the Telvani Peninsula. Where you're going to see massive mushrooms and there's a whole bunch of arcane magic and obviously dark elves and like rocky spires spires and stuff dripping up and tons of books and nerdy shit. Because that is kind of the whole theme of everything. There's a new class that's supposed to be coming out uh, called the Arcanist. And where it's kind of like they mix destructive, restorative, and defensive magic uh, using a lot of runes and lost tombs of power and stuff because you're in a very like library dark like kind of world off of Morrowind and so I was always curious when I was playing Morrowind about the Telvanni themselves because I, I always loved being like a dark elf that was destructive as fuck when I played Morrowind that was one of the characters that I played a lot of and so to me this seems like it could be really solid and the story of it is that basically like there are powers that are threatening like because you're in the world of like Hermaeus Mora if uh yeah that's the like one of the Daedra of it's like the dark. I think it's the Prince of fate is if I remember correctly, what Hermes Mora was. Uh, But anyway, you're, you're essentially, like I said, trying to just uh, tap into the arcane power and unravel like this, secret i guess and this daedric Prince's secret and trying to figure out what's going on with these crazy powers fighting and it almost seems like a cthulhu like eldritch horror kind mm. of feeling with uh the enemies that you're fighting and stuff which is cool
0: very cool who else uh what other races come from marwin besides so the ones that you were saying they're the dark elves
1: the who dark are, elves yeah
0: is that it or is there anybody they else? were
1: They're predominantly in Mar. It kind of depends on, like, what time you're... Well, in Elder Scrolls Online, there's... um, There is, like, everything's very, very segregated, because, like, the world of it and, like, the timeline of it in Elder Scrolls Online is basically kind of when the worlds start to interact with each other. The regions start to interact Mm. with each other. Like, they've been this huge region of just all Bretons living in one area, right? Well, now they're starting to expand, and through the process of war and fighting and trying to fight for land in cyrodiil there is like a, a starting of like a mix and um kind of molding of of uh, cultures meeting each other so if i remember correctly morrowind was uh predominantly dark elf gotcha. um yeah i would i would have to say it, it would be it would be like dunmer and the dark elf for sure but in the game Morrowind, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, it's way more of a mix. Like it, like they were kind of like the ancient civilization in a sense, or like the original, the indigenous civilization was the Dark Elves. But there was such a, a mixing at that point in Morrowind because it was so much later than Elder Scrolls Online universe in the timeline of that.
0: This does seem like a good, like temporal time to, or thing to put when to put it, like when everybody's coming together or meeting each other for the first time. That's when.
1: Yeah. 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 I think that's a solid kind of way to create an MMO, you know? And that's also why I think in the beginning when they first released it, because I was playing this game in alpha, and um, then when it was released, I was pissed. I wrote this, like... Huge like plea to them when they were looking for people for Alpha because I was like, Ah, oh, Morrowind is the game that like got me obsessed with video games. Like that was the game where I would I would come home from school and I'd play it and I'd get like three or four hours of sleep every night because I'd be playing Morrowind and then on the weekend I'd go over to my best friend's house and her and I would set our Xboxes next to each other and put the TVs next to each other and just play Morrowind like nonstop and barely ate yes. and like. I was, we broke this fucking game. Like we found a cheat code where we could just run through the game or like one tap everything and it was, it was amazing. And so I wrote this whole thing about this, about how like it changed my childhood and like I found out that they were having Morrowind in uh and like mournhold was gonna be in elder scrolls online and i was like oh it'd be my dream to be able to see that like as an adult and so they gave me access and i fucking hated the game i was like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i was like this is awful like this is terrible and it made me so mad when they first started because when you picked your faction you were not allowed to play with people outside of your faction and i think for lore purposes at the timeline that makes sense because you wouldn't know anybody. Like, there's a decent chance that if you were a Khajiit, uh, you know, a a cat animal looking person, like you wouldn't, you would never be exposed to like a Breton or like a Nord, like you just never see them because they're just starting to see other cultures and worlds Mm -hmm. because of this war going on. So it makes sense that if you had friends, you'd have to be in the same faction if you wanted to actually have the affinity and be by each other. But I am so happy that after they came out with, I think it was like Tamriel 1, is what they called it. It was like a year afterwards. They got rid of that. They were like, you can hop and kind of mold anywhere. But I actually kind of liked that they had that because it, it. I felt like it was true to the canon. You know what I mean? And like, it was nice for the year that they started that way. And then after a year, they were like, yeah, all you guys have been fucking around and meeting each other and shit. Everybody can go anywhere. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's my that's, long ass rant about Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Check you- it out, though. The DLC coming out on June 5th. I think it's. Um, I think the pre-purchase for it is like forty dollars. That's the online upgrade if you already have the game. If you're buying it all together, uh, then it looks like it would be almost like sixty dollars, and you'd get everything. I mean, I don't. We'll see. All I'm gonna say is that I'm glad that uh, I will have my um, premium whatever subscription Elder Scrolls because if you have that, then you essentially are renting all the DLC. So you'd get that automatically if you had the premium subscription or whatever uh, the ESO plus or whatever they call it. What are you paying for that? I think it's about $15 a month, uh, but I usually renew it only when I want to get a bunch of shit and get back into it. And so like this game that when this game comes out, that's probably when I'll buy the month and then I'll just dive into it.
0: Did you write them after the alpha and tell them how much you hated what <laughs> the access? To yeah, pain. I said
1: I, I said it. <laughs> I said I didn't like this. is disappointing. Like, and I waited a bit. Like, I waited until like the second closed beta to like write about how pissed I was because at first in alpha I was like, all right, it's alpha. Like, I'll give him a pass. Like, it's probably that. And then after the first beta, I was like, I really fucking hate this. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna give him a chance. And after the second beta, I was like, no, this is ass. I'm not buying this game. Like, this is so sad. This makes me so sad. And and then and then after like um they released it and i still played it and i was like then i was pissed but then after a year when just they fixed a pissed. bunch of shit
0: <laughs> just sitting and, there playing well pissed
1: yeah yeah because i was like i still love this fucking series god damn it i can't let it go yeah. i don't know i like toxic things anyway <laughs> it's
0: so. funny i I feel like uh, it was. It would be like Bobby gets the golden ticket to go to Valve, and he walks in there. They're showing him around. He's just yawning the whole time. He's like, "This is fucking stupid."
1: <laughs> yeah, right. But then, but then they're like, "Do you want to keep going?" And he's like, "Yeah, show him." Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, w- uh, what's up with Gord?
3: Yeah, Gord. All right. So, don't talk about games too often, but. Uh, This one caught my eye uh, for no particular reason. Uh, It's a builder game, a city builder game, but it's horror. It's a horror city builder game. I don't Mm. think I've ever heard of a horror city builder game. Frostpunk came close. Not horror, but more story based. Uh, Frostpunk, amazing game. One of the best city builders ever ever made. This seems to lean into the narrative elements uh, a lot more. Um, but uh, on the horror side, uh, you're in a Slavic gourd uh, medieval village, uh, and you're trying to expand into these wastelands that are full of these horrific monsters. Uh, and that's that's kind of the pitch here. That's uh, I'm I'm really liking the the look of it. Uh, it's supposed to release in 2023. We'll see if that happens. And uh, you know, uh, I'm also fucking i'm working on this game Mm. Uh, so i'm I'm,
0: you're such a shill.
1: (laughs) dlg bump right there
3: (laughs) yeah so um, i'm hoping to give this the uh the dlg bump because uh it's it's gonna be probably a a more niche title you know Uh, i don't know how many people out there interested in horror city builders um but if that does interest you uh take a look uh join their discord and you'll see yours truly up there
0: Well, they are billions did well and that's close ish right yeah in a way yeah yeah
3: Yeah. i feel like they are billions is more way i mean we're cutting hairs here probably but more like wave wave survival not exactly a a city builder but uh yeah no you're right there were there are times in they are billions where i get a little i'm like oh shit they've gone they've they've Destroyed one of my tents in my entire town. That's taken three hours to make is now destroyed. <laughs> Thank you.
0: If you're able to, I uh, think
1: this looks sick.
0: It does look good. I like the lighting a lot. It's creepy. It's like uh, that sit, that underwater city video that I was talking, Bobby was talking about. It's kind of like that where only the campfires are illuminating out after outside of that. It's pretty sketchy.
1: Do you think we could play it, Emilio? Do you think this would pass the yes, bitch test? Yes, I think I could
0: play it. There's something... I think uh, I could
1: play it, too. Yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I Like, it makes me want to play it because I'm like, hey, this is a horror game I think I can handle because I can see so far, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm it's not Texas-sized shitting on your game view. at all, Christian, but it's like, I I feel like a top-down view is a little less scary, but... Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. But what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. If you have any influence at all with the developers, let them know that uh, they really missed the ball. They could have called it Gord. Help us, but uh, that, was, that, was oh. a, that was a stretch. All right. Okay. Yeah.
3: I'll, uh, all right. Well, <laughs> pass so that along. So and <laughs> I'll immediately lose my job.
0: Write the memo. <laughs> just, Gord, Gord on Steam. Just Check do an anonymous sticky note, dude. Somewhere in some uh, office yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Gord
1: help with. and then you can highlight it which you know is a beautiful segue into wow. our next section which wow. is highlights games that we have played that we got a <laughs> lot to fucking say about right We've, and has nothing to do with saying everything to do with typing bobby what's up with the texter
2: <laughs> well i only have one game to talk about so i feel like somebody else should go first and i've been hearing all sorts of things about hi-fi rush i checked it out uh i watched a whole lot of uh, a stream of someone playing this and I read a bunch of the reviews and I really do want to hear about it because from what I've heard and from what I've seen, like it doesn't seem like there's anything super special about this game. It's just really fun.
0: Um, hi-fi rush. Hold me back. I'm about to gush. This shit is fucking dope. It's so good. So um, it, very high production value right off the bat. As soon as the game starts, you're like, wow, this is like, um, high level. A Bethesda
1: game. Yeah. It is. Well, <laughs>
0: I, I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't do my research. It, it, did they publish? I think they published it. I think they it. just published it, Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, you know, uh, they probably had the backing or whatever. However, it worked out. Uh, Bethesda is attached to this. But you're like, wow. A lot of money went into this. Uh, voice acting is great. Animation is like something, you know, high level that would just come out today. They're like, this art is beautiful. And then it's, it doesn't seamlessly go into the action. It's not the exact same animation, but it's not worse or better. It's like, it's just two, two variations of high level animation. One you happen to play and the other one you happen to, uh, watch, uh, the, the cutscenes into. Okay. So, uh, what is it? It's a action adventure, uh, third person game. Uh, where you, uh, I will I'll give away the story because there's not, that's the one place where it's lacking, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. is that you're a kid that goes in to get a new arm. This is in the future and, uh, your, uh, your iPad gets caught. Your, sorry, your,
1: your iPod, your
0: iPod, yeah, gets caught in the opera- operation and put on your chest a la Iron Man. And so now the beat that, that it's going on in the world and in the factory that you're in, uh, you can feel and see everywhere. So the lights always have the same beat, uh, everything just in the background. You could just see the beat all the time and you can hear the beat because music's constantly playing. The beat doesn't change. It's always like top, 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 but s- somehow it does not make it boring at all. Uh, you have to, uh, get more and more combos and f- make them fit in there the cool thing about this game is that your strikes are always on beat but if you time your tapping of the button correctly that's when you get points and higher combos and more damage so basically it always looks great but you get rewarded for timing it correctly you have full control of your guy you can move which any direction you want, attack whoever you want it, it, if you could take you could take the full um, you could take the whole beat audio part out of the game and it would just be like a jedi fallen order or something like that you know uh that 's how it controls so it 's just you wouldn 't know it 's a rhythm game if you took that out um it wouldn't be missing, but they made it seamlessly work together it's it's fucking great um let's see what else do i like about it Uh i like the main character he reminds me of star lord like he's super confident right. but has he nothing totally to back it up that. really well i mean he's be- beating up all these robots but like he's just really dumb so um yeah I it's refreshing that he's not the the chosen one and he's not like um you know not leaning into like he loves it he's like oh this is this was my destiny i am the man yeah 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 this all this all works out you know um the comedy's great i've laughed out loud several times the boss fights are fucking awesome um I, I it's great i mean i don't know what else to say it's it's so entertaining entertaining um yeah uh, visually it's fantastic uh great colors you spend the entire game inside of the factory. Uh, it's an evil corpora- cor- corporation uh, bent on hell uh, taking over the world and stuff. But you know, he, he kind of doesn't even care. It's not even about him. There's a like, there's somebody else that helps you out. And like, she's like, dude, they're evil, and he's like, yeah, well, like whatever. Like, I'll just keep beating them up. You like, you figure out the the bad part or whatever. It yeah, it's fucking. I don't yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's a rhythm game that fucking plays like a like it's not one, but somehow it makes it work.
3: An interesting yeah. part of this game was like the marketing behind it. It was just there was no mar- there was no, no pre-marketing of this game. It was just oh, we're watching Xbox Direct and this game is now available for you to buy and yeah. download and play right right now. They kept it under wraps, no leaks, no one knew it was coming. And it set off this kind of a little bit of a debate uh, between, uh, like, games marketers, like, when can you do this? When can this work? Is it only when you have a super polished artistic game like this or uh, when you're Xbox and you have? Anyways, there's a bit outside of it where it's kind of cool around how they announced this. They didn't do this like a typical, like a typical game.
0: I, uh, I was gonna... thinking of, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, that's just kind of like how I felt when I logged onto uh, Xbox yesterday and saw this and was like, well, this looks cool. Like, I was thinking it was maybe going to be like Jet Set Radio Future, uh, but it's not. I I did play like an hour, an hour and a half, I think, of this. Uh, but what, what were you going to say before, Emilio? Uh,
0: the last session that I had right before I walked in here, I was thinking is a culmination of uh, two different genres. On one side, you have the... The rhythm games that keep advancing right you have the one they started off completely static um where you are just reacting to the you know loud beat saber you can't really move anywhere you can't really do anything still a great game, but then they started little by little you got um metal Hellsinger, singer, which is almost feels like ninety percent you can move around, but still there's like it's kind of you're it's on rails a tiny little bit, and then now we've gotten to the point where. It's completely free roaming. You can basically play it like you, like I said, like a a full three three D game. Uh, yeah, it's it's been gradual, and this is a combination of that. As far as it, is it coming out, uh, I think you can do this when you have a ten on your hands. That's probably the only time you can do that, uh, Chris. And I, I know that like a lot of studios probably think they have a ten on their hand when they release. Maybe not. <laughs> but like yeah, yeah if you if you think you got you got it and then you're like this is a fucking hit yeah th- but also did they know they had a 10 when they decided to go with exactly, this exactly yeah.
3: like they had the marketing plan that they were going to shadow drop this so long ago that they couldn't have known yeah. they couldn't have known until weeks before they were like ah it's all gonna work out for us after all right. or maybe not weeks before but maybe maybe a month or two they were like okay yes it's 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 good
1: all right, I guess call me a downer in a way, but I like I feel like it, it shadow dropping is playing into how successful it is because I don't mm. disagree. Like I feel like this game was good, but I did get bored and I didn't think it was as great. And I would not put it at as ten. I'd put it at like a seven mm. is how I would put it. Partly because I have a like bone to pick with rhythm games when they. Fill the like the bulk of the game with their own made music because it also tends to sound the same, and I feel like it's kind of a cheap move. Like this game actually really lured me in because they had the Black Keys, and I was like, mm-hmm. if I get to beat the shit out of robots with a guitar hand in this single player game, like jamming out to the Black Keys, I'm fucking in. And they played Lonely Boy in the credits where they showed you the tutorial, and then ever since then, all the music is the fucking same, and I'm like. Mm, boring. That's a boring, like, rhythm game <laughs> when you do that. Um, it may, it actually made me want to quit and then play Metal Hellsinger, which is what I did. <laughs> Cause I was like, I want to play a rhythmic game. <laughs> So, but I will say that, like, visually this game was super cool and it was a lot of fun. Like, I feel like I I got to be in, like, a particular mood to play this and I can't play it for very long because I get annoyed. Because, like, the main character's name is Chai. The villain's name is Kale. The fuck did somebody just do, like, a California soup and pull out fucking words for these characters? Like... it's like they making a salad at a cafe like i don't i don't get that i don't get some of the writing of it like i think a story is also lacking but it is like a fun fighting game, I think. And I, and I didn't like dislike it. Like I said, I'd put it at like a seven, but I think you're hyping it up a little too much there, Amelia. <laughs>
0: I don't know that the reviews say otherwise. Uh, That's but, true. Maybe
1: but, I'm just a bitter bitch about it because the music sounded too similar. And I was like, boring. It
0: is similar because <laughs> the beat never changes. Uh, but uh, they do...
1: But the music can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the music... uh, Like, every time you fight a boss, it has its own track uh, that's not their own music. It's from a band. They're not... The Black Keys. I was, they definitely wasted that song on the credits. They
1: did. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also, yeah. too, they set the expectation too high by doing that. Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking how badass this game is about to be when they're starting with the Black Keys. And then it went, womp, womp, like, <laughs> with the Musical.ly, at least.
0: Did you get to the boss? The first one. I
1: did. And, and like that was, that was cool. But then afterwards, uh, once the music went back to being like, you know, the same yeah. tight, like the same kind of shit, like it was just too similar in a way. And then that's when I'm just like, eh, all right. Like
0: it's getting to the point now because they're adding, now I have other characters that I can warp in to add combos. It kind of reminded me of like Marvel versus Capcom 2. Like you'll be fighting or whatever, and then you'll bring in this other character to do this, like, auxiliary a move and uh now i'm to the point where i'm using i think all eight buttons and so i'm my my fingers are like getting clumsy with each other i'm doing the wrong things at the wrong time i'm sure i'll get better if i keep at it but um yeah uh bobby are you gonna play it it's on game pass um, I don't have game pass. Right I now. know. I know. But yeah. every week you say you want to play something and we say it's on game pass. Um,
2: I mean, whenever I have game pass, I I, I might check it out. I don't know. I don't like rhythm games all that mm-hmm. much.
0: Yeah, it's funny as I put on, at, at first I put the visual like help device that mm-hmm. like shows you fucking when, the, where the beat is. And I was doing better without it. So I turned it back off and I, I did better without it.
2: <laughs> it's like a metronome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate rhythm games, but I, I'm not crazy about them. But I think I really don't like action adventure games. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not. Um, I don't know. I played a couple of them. I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, Rise: Son of Rome. I li- like that game. The Arkham Knight Batman games. Like, yeah, okay, cool. And then after that, I was just like, all right, I never need to play a single one of these ever again. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out. I've never played Bayonetta or like any of the really. Famous ones. Never played a Devil May Cry game, but I can't imagine them being all that different.
0: I didn't like the last one that I played. Um. All right. So that was Hi Fi Rush. Now we got. I. I really. What did you think of the ending of Firewatch? What was the ending of Firewatch? Man,
1: yeah, so I got a whole story with Firewatch. Firewatch, sorry. So I spent the night over at my cousin's place, and she's a gamer as well, and we both ate a gummy, and we were like... I was like, I really need to finish Firewatch tonight because I'll be damned if Bobby spoils it <laughs> the next time I'm on the episode. You can't spoil and it. So I don't we... know the ending. <laughs> 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 I I well, I didn't know you didn't know. And so anyway, thanks for the motivation. I finished this <laughs> fucking game. And uh, I was sitting with my cousin. We were laughing and having a blast. And like, this game is just, I think it's, I think it's really fascinating and really cool. There were so many moments that were kind of just like intense because you're this guy guy who uh, is married to this woman who starts having dementia in her 40s and so you kind of get away to take a break and you need like a big break so you go to you go from Colorado to Wyoming to be one of the fire watchers in the National Park Service where you're up in one of those huge towers and you're given a radio and you're talking to this woman Delilah the whole time and you're doing things like you're hiking around and you see fireworks and so you kind of go to investigate the fireworks and it's these like teenagers skinny dipping and you yell at them and they're fucking assholes they're like ew you gross pedo or whatever bullshit and like they uh flee and so you go the next day to like check on them and see like where their campsite is because you see like a campfire smoke and you so you go where the smoke is and their campsite is destroyed and there's like a note that says like we're going to the cops you creep at the lake and like he's like talking on the radio that it's not him then he finds like later on uh, transcripts of what was, he thought was a private line with this woman, Delilah, where it's written verbatim what they're saying. And so then they're freaked out. And it's like this entire mystery unraveling of like, who knows how, like, who else is out here, basically, because the girls go missing. And so then they're all worried about going to the cop. Well, they go to the cops and like need to talk to them. And so they're looking for these missing girls. And, um, an enormous fire breaks out. And you go through this cave, and uh, if you haven't played this game, I'm giving you a heads up right now. We're about to have spoilers, so skip ahead, I don't know, like, a little bit. (laughs) So, all right? All right, we're good? Cool. So, (laughs) anyway, uh, you go down this cave, and at the bottom of it is this dead little boy. Because there was a dad and his son, and the dad was pushing his son to hike and to climb... And so the boy didn't secure his like hooks in there and you had to make a decision whether you believe that it was a tragedy or if you want to get them involved with the cops because you think that he did it on purpose because apparently the dad was an asshole. And like it's just this whole thing that unravels where you think that there's people out to get you and then you learn that it has fucking nothing to do with you. Which I just thought was so cool. And then the game is like, you get, you get taken away by a helicopter because this fire that started has now engulfed the whole area. And so everybody needs to evacuate. And so you think that maybe you're going to get on the helicopter and meet Delilah and see this. And like, it's going to continue. And then it's gone. The game's done. (laughs) So, but I loved it. I thought it was such a good story. And it was like really therapeutic to like kind of go through hiking and, and just, it was very visually beautiful. The music was very nice. And I thought overall it was just like a, a wonderful, like kind of feel good walking simulator with actually a very engaging and interesting story and mystery. And it, yeah, it's got kind of a twist. It's not exactly what you think it is, which how, I love that.
0: How, uh, how long did it end up being, you think?
1: it took me um three hours because okay. i took my time yeah, and yeah. i got lost a lot <laughs> <laughs> well like i said i ate a gummy and so i was like shit where am i going like and then i'd, I'd turn around and i'd be like no i didn't go this way because you're whole you can hold a map and so i'm holding a map and a compass and i'm like zooming into the map and i'm like watching my little dot move to make sure what direction i'm going because i'm baked and not thinking like use the fucking compass <laughs> that's why it's right there but no it was- it's, it's such a fun game. I definitely recommend it, especially if you can get it, like, I don't know, relatively cheap or on Game Pass. It's great. But it is a three hour game. So right now they're on, selling it for 20 bucks. Mm. I'd it wait must for it to go on, on sale. Well,
0: it's so old. It must have been on bundles by now, right? Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm seeing the historical low
2: was $5 at GOG.com.
0: So there you go. <clears throat> uh, definitely uh, worth it at yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's Canadian. That's even cheaper than. Pyronical asks, am I the only one who thought this game was overrated? I finished it and, uh, wasn't, wasn't that memorable. I remember this game was very, uh, divisive. Uh, some people loved it. Some people thought it was boring. I was, uh, I was definitely, uh, one of, I liked it a lot more than most people. I think I was, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on this one, Days. Like, um, I, I like the setting. I think, it's a good story wrapped up in a nice package. That's what it is. But that package isn't like, you know, cutting off heads and fucking shotgun blasts and, you know, more, it's just, you know, the way they delivered this back uh, this, uh, this story was in a beautiful slow paced setting. Mm.
1: I always feel like to me, like sometimes I struggle to actually sit down and watch movies and and I'd prefer something like this instead, which is more of like an interactive movie that you kind of have a choices matter, uh, Part to play in it too and i appreciate the games that are like that especially when they're done well like this one i think this one was done well enough
0: there's there's some like high uh high production value uh full motion video games on steam i wonder if you would like those uh there's like i forgot what company but they've done like four or five and each one that they do is higher and higher production value um do you have any idea what i'm talking about uh sniper the movies don't have anything to do with each other. It's like almost like choose your own adventure, like movie. Yeah, if you look up Late
2: Shift, I think that was one of
0: them. One of them, yeah.
2: That was uh, that was the one I played. And did you end up liking it? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, these are like modern day FMV games. Um, they've done other ones. What's the developer Cinemovie? Movie? Yeah, they've done other ones. Uh, Late Shift was one of their more popular ones. I remember one about a
0: quarry. No, that was a different game. Was that the quarry? Yeah. The quarry. Yeah. yeah okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, those things do exist. I just don't know if they're good or not. Something <clears throat> yeah. I'd be interested in. Uh, oh, I
1: probably definitely would be. Yeah. I like, I like that kind of, I don't know, different stuff with that. It's...
0: Oh, days. Did you, you need to listen to the episodes. You were one of them that you weren't on. Bobby talked about this one game. What was the one about the movies?
2: Oh um, Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Sam Barlow game. Yeah. Um. Uh, God, what, what was the name of
0: that? I don't know. Did
2: it's, you finish it? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. I've watched more of the videos, but I haven't quite finished it. Not telling
0: lies. The uh, no, the other one, the new
2: one, immortality.
0: Yeah, come. Based on what Bobby said about this, yeah. you need to play this. It sounds so. Yeah, this cool. one's. Uh,
2: I, I really like that one, and I kept when you mentioned the game, I kept wanting to say it's a working title, which was Ambrosio, but um, I couldn't remember what they. Immortality was what they ended up calling it later. Right. Yeah, this one's really good. I'd recommend this one. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't know. M's. Did you
2: ever play her? Her story. <clears throat> that one was really I popular back in 2015. I that, but I didn't
1: play it. I think it's on Game Pass now, too, or it was. Yeah.
2: Well, you could probably get that one pretty cheap. And that one is – I would check that one out and see if you like it, if you like that kind of game style, that kind of, like, detective putting the, the pieces together, building the story, non yearly, And uh, if you do, then definitely check this one out.
0: Yeah. Hell um, yeah. Okay. So what else do we have? empire of sin
1: all oh, right yeah getting uh I'll keep going on the train yeah so um i am on a massive tactical turn-based rpg kick like because of wasteland 3 like god damn when i'm waiting for tag loro to whatever the fuck he's doing be done with it so that way we can play wasteland 3 <laughs> i like i have to i have to get my fix dude like it's like <laughs> it's like so i checked out empire of sin which is on uh game pass Um, and it's, it's a, you know, strategy turn-based RPG, tactical turn-based RPG that takes place in like the 1920s prohibition era of Chicago. And you are like a gangster that has all these thugs working for you. And I just, I I'm close to Chicago right now. So like, I was like, yeah, this could be really fucking fun and awesome. And it's, it's a really neat game because they have these different districts of Chicago that these different gang lords like kind of run and they have things like brothels and casinos and speakeasies and you assemble a team of like thugs to go out and basically take over and take down these other buildings and these other places so that way then you can take over the precinct and you're kind of having this relationship that you have to maintain with the police as well and as you kill more thugs you gain more notoriety which makes you more powerful against other thugs but it also puts the cops more on your radar for them to raid your places that you have in your precinct Mm. and so the game is kind of complex with some of the strategy because there is a lot of like Civ 6 type politics going on between the different gangsters and at the same time like there's definitely um like a decent amount of actual fighting which is like the turn-based combat that I was like looking for and wanting. I do think that this game is like not as great. I think the mixed reviews are valid for sure with this game because there's some like clunky mechanics to When you're fighting and there's a lot of, like, missed shots that shouldn't be happening, like, you'll have, like, a 98% chance and it'll look like it hit and it makes the sound that it hits and then, like, nothing happens. So, like, there's some bugs and shit Mm. in it still, which is bonkers since it's, like, uh, almost like, yeah, two-year-old game. But, uh, like, I don't think it's worth $40. But it is fun in filling that itch, and there's, like, some moments that are really great that I like a lot about it. There's some, like, savage shit with this, too. Because you can shoot and almost kill a guy and then use a skill of execution where you run up and you slit their throat with a shaving, like, knife. Um <laughs> And then you get healed when you do that. And it's just, it goes into this little cutscene scene of doing it. I have this guy, uh, his name's something Reagan. I think it's Bobby Reagan or something. And he's like this dude that walks around with a huge baseball bat. And everybody gets like this special ultimate as a like mob boss, essentially. And his is, he goes up to this guy and you hear this announcer go, Reagan's at the bat. And then he does like a home run swing and just KOs whoever he attacks. And it's, Awesome. So I love that shit. That's cool. And I do also think that's really cool with this game that you can zoom in with the mouse wheel and, like, run around like it is some top-down RPG, or you can zoom completely out, and then it looks a lot more like a uh, city building kind of game or like a strategy kind of game, like Stellaris and things like that, where you can see the different points that you can zoom into in the districts. And so, and and that feels like a very fluid kind of motion as well. So that's kind of nice, but I do think this game is mixed and I do kind of just use it as my like in-between game while I'm waiting to play Wasteland three, because for fuck's sake, I can't get enough of that game.
0: (laughs) Sounds like (laughs) it. Um, But. Damn, this is, looks like it has so many good concepts. It looks good. Uh, it just dropped the ball me- uh, mechanically, or I mean, uh, technically, it sounds like so maybe the pro- the programming uh, they fucked up. But every like, I'm digging what you were talking about the the uh, risk risk versus reward with the cops and the and the no- notoriety. Do you pay off the cops to kind of simmer them down? Is that you what- can?
1: Yeah pay off the cops you can like as you level up and stuff your your mob and your gang like you can kind of get different perks and different things to help as well uh with the cops and kind of increase that relationship it's it the game's a bit more complex than i was expecting it to be uh which is great and like very cool but it also has this feeling of like yeah like it has a whole bunch of good elements but there's something missing where it's not like cohesive enough Mm -hmm. in a sense so like it and then technically there's a lot of like goofy dumb shit that happens that just probably could have been tightened up in the code maybe but I don't know it's overall like I said I think on game pass it's cool and it's nice to check out and it's at least like kind of fun and interesting in some moments or pretty funny if you're feeling like a get out over here she kind of bullshit I'm (laughs) not gonna do that accent I'm terrible but anyway, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about the gang Chicago vibe at yeah, the 19th. Yeah. yeah, like if you're feeling that kind of way, like this is actually a pretty decent, fun game to play for a little bit, especially for a Game Pass game. I'd recommend it. I would certainly not fucking pay $40 on Steam for it, though.
0: Days, uh, I got a couple of these games that uh, uh tactical turn based. I'm wondering if you've played them. Have you played the XCOMs? <laughs> no. Yeah. So it might be a, you know, the XCOM two, I think what's the uh reviews on that? I think uh eighty four percent. What about uh the Sons of the Chosen? Guns it's the DLC for this. Um I think that's like at a ninety percent or something. Um so nice. that's one of the best ones ever. And then what was the other one I was thinking about? Um The Gears of War one. No, not, oh, that was a good one, too, and that one's on Game Pass for free, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Gears of War... Ta- Tactics? Mm-hmm. Gears Tactics? Yeah, Gears Tactics. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, not much on the story, but uh, the actual um, combat was great. Uh, uh, well, I
1: mean, I, I loved the Gears of War it, it's all uh, series on oh, Xbox, yeah. so, like, yeah, but that's why that's this would actually still be cool. I'm kind of glad Check that it's not going to be they, all, like, let's have a story, yeah.
0: They do some refreshing like things. They, like... Um, hurrying you up like things to make you make your choices a little faster because you know it, it could be a little state you're playing ch- chess is what you're doing right but then yes. you put timer yeah. on your chess uh, not every game but like they'll have bombs falling behind you they have you got to move all your guys anyway play it it's free and why not it's awesome i really Hell like yeah. this one but was the other one uh, if you want one with a lot of story and i don't remember how good the Every single time I can't remember this one. It's a cyber run. Thank you. It's shadow run, shadow run and shadow run Dragonfall. That has a really uh, rich uh, story uh, world behind it. I always, I love the, the setting. So it's a cyberpunk world with fantasy characters. So you have like dwarves and like fairies and vampires, but it's in a cyberpunk world and it's a technical turn based, and you can build your, your own guy. Oh, and lastly, what about the Wasteland Two? You ever try that one? That was good.
1: Uh, I did not. Yeah, I, I know. I really list, like uh... like Like,
0: uh, this is my favorite type of combat in any game. Like, I love tactical turn base. So.
1: I love it too, and I'm hoping that I can even play some uh, some DBO moving up forward soon as well, because uh, revisiting that at least. But yeah, there's there's so there's a quite a good chunk of good ones out there. But Wasteland Three is making me want to go to Wasteland 2 because there have been some little Easter eggs in Wasteland 3 that Tag and I don't get. So we like, well, I'll look them up and be like, oh, okay, cool. That's- <laughs> yeah. But uh, before I before I go on a long love letter to Wasteland 3, you know, <laughs> I really want to hear about the texter sis, the story of Ray B- Bibbia.
2: Bibbia. That's
1: <laughs> is? so
0: strange.
2: That's the main character's name. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. This is a typing game, so you know. feel free to tune out. But th- w- we talked about this. Uh, someone had recommended it a couple weeks ago. It's a typing game, but also a bullet hell game. So you hold shift and use WASD to move your character around and dodge a bunch of bullets. And then when you get into a safe spot, you very quickly type out words that cast spells at the enemy that oh, you're Oh, that's your fighting. attack.
0: And one's, one's your defense, one's your attack.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. And it's... Obviously, very difficult to play this game, especially at first. Uh, What makes it even more difficult is if you mistype a word, it sends you back a letter. And that seems like, okay, cool. That seems like an all right mechanic. But when you type really fast, you don't realize that you've mistyped a letter. So you never mistype one letter Mm. you're going to type multiple ones and then you have to look and see where did i where did it send me back to in the word i was trying to type it'd be a lot easier if it just went like and sent you back to the beginning of the word and then you could type it again
0: well stop making errors uh
2: yeah i guess that's one way of doing it (laughs) but the uh and the words that you type these are like bible verses some of it's latin and stuff so it's not like what you're used to typing Also, the font makes it a little difficult to read, but you can change that in the settings.
0: Maybe you, bro. I sit around and type Bible verses. all
2: Dude, I've seen you type. It's like a
0: (laughs) toddler. It's It's awful. (laughs) It's awful. Kicking pegs. Uh, But uh, if I could type with a club, I would. I just, that's (laughs) what it looks like anyway.
2: But unfortunately, this game has a lot of bugs. It crashed when I first loaded it up, and eventually I got past that and then I got into the game and it crashed at two other points. Uh, one of them when I, I died during a boss fight. Um, I can load back in and like restart the fight, no problem. But it crashes a lot. And I've, I've looked up some of the error codes because it hard crashes gives you some um, code that you can copy and then search for. And uh, apparently a lot of people are having the same issues. I guess it's got better over the versions but uh yeah man this game crashes a lot it's unfortunate no it's been out since 2019 this game's been out a while it's on version 1.07 i think and there's lots of dlc for this as well oh by the way the game was three bucks on gog right now on sale Mm. um the dlc is like a dollar dollar fifty and there's a couple of them um worth it well i don't know if i'm gonna pick them up based on the experience i had with the base game Uh, it's a really cool idea. The story is you're this, um, you're an exorcist, but you're kind of like a a rogue exorcist, like you're on your own, you're like a private detective exorcist. And uh, you are in uh, in Rome. And there's something I I didn't pay attention to much of this story. You know, I hate stories. But there's something go there's like some whole story going on with the Pope and uh, all these exorcisms. But uh, there's there's a bigger problem than that happening that that you need to get to the bottom of. So you're kind of solving a, a mystery um, when you go out and uh, fight these demons here. But uh, it's got. I think they go a little overboard on like the uh, the dialogue too. There's a there's a lot of dialogue, and it's very. There's a lot of jokes and a lot of puns. They do, like, lots of exclamation marks and then, like, a one, you know, how they yeah, do that to make fun. a joke. Like, you know, like, you're smashing the shift one key, but then you forgot to hold shift for one of them. Um, the text is, like, all wavy and stuff. There's all this graffiti that says, like, fuck the clergy and and stuff. <laughs> so it's, like, you know, it, it, it builds this, like, post-apocalyptic world kind of um, that's kind of cool. But it just... I don't know. It tries a little too hard uh, on the funny side. Like when you're doing research, instead of Google, you have to type in Goddle. I'm like, okay, that's kind that's of funny. That's like
0: <laughs> what I would write in there. That yeah. would, that'd be that's my like a first
2: draft yeah. there. Like, I don't know. Goddle helpless. Yeah. But,
3: um, <laughs> oh, thank God. Well, <laughs> thank God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, I, I do like how you have to go around the environment and constantly type things. So, uh, do, when you're in your apartment, which oh. is like your home base, and you want to like look at your journal or answer the phone, you actually have to walk up to the phone and type out "answer." So it, in a way, it almost feels like a, a text-based adventure, you know, like Zork or one of these old games where you'd have to type out everything that you wanted to do, and that feels kind of cool. But uh, I don't know, man. If if it didn't have so many technical problems, I think I would have enjoyed this game a lot more. It's a really interesting concept, but it just is. Uh, plagued with problems.
0: How many, uh, oh, besides the crashes, w- was there something else you mentioned? Or just the crashes?
2: Um, I mean, the sense of humor was just like, it, it wouldn't have bothered no, me so No, no, I mean, technically. Oh, technically. Um no, it it feels a little fumble core because the controls are so awkward like holding shift to dodge and then letting go of shift and typing Because what happens a lot is you hold shift do WASD And then I often let go of shift before I would let go of like like W Or D right.
0: whatever Yeah and, it way I was moving.
2: and then it would count as an error when right. I was trying to type something out So I really had to train myself to let go of WASD let go of shift first.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a stun mechanic, right? When you have. Well, it's the, the exact
2: opposite when you play any other game. You know, you hold shift to run, and then you typically keep moving, but yeah. you let go of shift. Yeah. and So I, it's just it, that, it was a it was just like a muscle memory thing that I had to correct.
0: And again, this is why you should play this on a controller, Bobby. I don't think you can
2: play this on a controller. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do let you use the arrow keys to move around, so I guess you could like use your right hand to move and then hop over and try to type yeah, something.
0: It's hard. It's awkward.
2: Yeah. It, it's pretty much, I think, impossible to dodge all the bullets, but they handle this in an interesting way. So when you get hit, um, you drop your your Bible, and you have to go pick it up. And there's a timer, a little circle that's counting down when it gets dropped. If you pick it up in time, you can pick up right where you left off in the in the spell, because you have to type out you know, sometimes like ten words Jeez. to get your spell off. Um, if you don't get to the Bible in time, then you have to start all the way back at the beginning. And if you get hit again before you pick up the Bible, then you lose a point of health.
0: Again, concept. Uh, I like the concept, but sounds mm-hmm. like they dropped the ball technically a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Gottle, there it is in all of its glory. God'll. Yep. Um, speaking of a too much uh, dialogue. Uh, I still have the same complaints about the Midnight Suns, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, just the game is the the tactical turn-based game is amazing. It's so fucking good. Uh, I enjoy the, the combat a lot. Uh, unfortunately, in between, there's, oh, my God. I feel like she would like this game. You got to go around and, like, make friends with all the all the other guys, all the other characters that are living in the mansion. Mm -hmm. And you have to, like, gain hearts with them in order to unlock, like, more power. uh, Like, like their more powerful attacks. And so I feel like I'm being ham- no, ham-fisted. No, I'm being, like, pigeonholed into being, like, this nice guy. Uh, Oh, and you kind of have to- I will say that, like- it's not just being nice like there's the darker characters and they actually like it when you're a little like edgy with them so you it's not just be nice you do have to be an asshole to some of them to get ahead with them you can't so i at least they did that uh but i don't want to be running around in that mansion i don't want to be running around this fucking um haunted forest looking for all these old artifacts from when i lived 300 years ago um it it's not even I want to do I want to be this harsh. Yeah. It's not even remor- remotely cool. Uh why I don't I don't like it at all. Um but I'm going to continue playing it because of uh the combat. It's so good. Uh I would say the game probably expects you to play about 10 minutes every time in between missions of just like run around and go do things. And you can not I guess you can This place is so big. Your mansion is so big, you can fast travel. That's how big this place is. There's like eight fast travel shrines. And I'm so not into any of it. Every once in a while, one character will say something remotely humorous. But uh, fuck off half of this game. Love the other half. Hmm. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Ah, ah I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm frustrated. Talk about Wasteland. Bring me back to right, yeah, what's good about a- games.
1: I'm gonna talk about something that I love that I could talk about for fucking ever. Wasteland three. <laughs> coming at you again. <laughs> is tag this, like uh, Yeah.
0: is tag like Lose my number, like stop, stop calling me in the middle of the night. I need to sleep from time to time. No,
1: he's. I I think he's actually kind of just as obsessed as okay. as I am. Like we we're both sitting there. Like I told him, I was like, yeah, I have to go to the east side of of uh, of Michigan, and then I'll come back. But I'll be back and let's game. And he's like, hell yeah, no, we we like we're both really deep in this game. Mm-hmm. Like and uh. Yeah, it's, dude, it's just so much fun, like, just in the post-apocalyptic world, and I've got a pretty great story uh, about, like, the last kind of quest and stuff that we did, or the last time that we played, which is why I put it on the highlights, but I feel like, Sniper, you want to say something? (laughs)
3: No, no, please go on. But it's awesome that you guys are playing during when I'm working because then I can pop in and the sounds of you guys playing the game is like, uh, I don't know, like lo-fi music or bird song, you know, just background stuff to keep me focused on track. You know, I get to hear my buds having a lot of fun. So keep doing it. Keep playing.
1: Yeah, we've been been kind of popping in because I've been asking them like, do you want to just play you and I? Cause then we just like fucking nerd out hard about it when it's just us. Or do we want to like pop into DLG and one of the voice channels and like hang out. And so we've been popping in lately a little bit more and like, he's been streaming it a bit and sniper snipers been popping in, but like the last time we played, holy shit, fucking hilarious. We, we were like, let's just explore because you're supposed to take out or, or arrest. You choose whether you're going to kill or arrest uh, the three children of the patriarch. And you are the Arizona Army Rangers going into the Colorado to help with this patriarch in Colorado Springs. It's like the story of it. And so anyway, we are at the point now where we have to take on like the hardest kid uh, and that's Liberty, and she almost like pushed our shit in the first time we met her. We were like, fuck, we are not ready. And so now we have the Verser, but what we're both doing, because I think it's a mix of we don't want the game to end yet, and we also too like want to be the most prepared is like right now we're just randomly exploring the place, like looking at and covering like we're trying to complete the whole map before we go after Liberty. And the last places we went to were fucking hilarious. So I talked last time about this character that Tag Laurel has, which is Professor Higgs, and this guy is such a fucking beast. We really didn't expect him to be good. We were like, ah, this nerd. He repairs toasters and like plays with nerd stuff. And like that's what he was in. And he is the most OP fucking character we have. We throw him into everything. Dude does work. He'll take out everybody sometimes. And it is just so amazing. And he's so good at repairing toasters that it just makes it hilarious <laughs> and so really this story i want to showcase how fucking ridiculous this game is with the seriousness of it too because we had just got done saving all these rich bougie assholes in aspen from this crazy psycho torture like straight up bodies and blood everywhere so gory and horrible and horrific and then afterwards the next place we discovered was the um academy of toasters like, <laughs> what so when we go in, and if you had toaster repair level 10, you could repair this toaster, and so Professor Higgs did, and it granted us a golden toaster that followed us around and launched, like, fiery fucking toast or fireballs at stuff. It's, oh, it's so funny. It's so funny, and it's great. And then literally the next place, we were driving, and we get a call on the radio from an elf who was like, save us from Santa, he's an asshole. And we're like, um, what? So... We go to this huge, like, cabin, and, um yeah, we walk into this warehouse, and everybody's dressed like elves at workshops, and they're building shit, and all of a sudden, this, like... Looks like Bad Santa, that (laughs) that movie. He comes storming out and he goes, holy shit, (laughs) who the fuck are you? And dude, I just (laughs) lost it. Like Santa and like the writing in this game is so good and so ridiculous because the Santa character was losing my mind. Of course, we had to save the elves. So we destroyed the naughty list and saved the elves and that pissed off this dude uh, that pissed off santa he came in and he was just like uh, he ran up to us one of the times and was like hold on are you talking to one of my elves <laughs> like, it's <just> Fucking <laughs> writing dude like once he got busted and we went to like throw him into jail he's like "Oh." fucking cares do you know who i am like all of this little writing in this game is just to me wonderful and the fact that we were able to beat santa with a golden toaster launching fireballs i'm gonna imagine that it was like lit pieces of toast i can't remember i wasn't paying attention that closely what it was actually launching but it was fiery as fuck and so it's just launching fire at santa i just like in in an apocalyptic wasteland after we just got done seeing bougie ass Aspen gondolas filled with blood and then we run into that like it's just it, it's bonkers i love it this game i just i can't get enough of it and i think it's great the world's great the writing's great the combat's fucking fantastic like oh, i love it love professor Higgs. he's uh he's op as fuck <laughs>
0: like, man i love don't let the nerd
1: so sup- dude don't you know don't underestimate the nerd <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome uh, I love it talking about nerdy stuff, uh, I went to Disneyland um We took a Thursday poor Luna, her birthday consisted of uh like four people uh on a rainy day, like blowing out some candles, and we are like, now we got to do something better so uh the next week, uh, I took a day off of a weekday. You cannot go to Disneyland on a weekend it's just it's crazy uh too many people uh we went on a Thursday, you know, and it was too bad like. The longest wait for a ride, I think, was 45 minutes. Uh, We didn't do any of those. But with that, um, so I'm talking from somebody who hasn't been there in like four years. I didn't have a good time. Last time I went, I was just complaining about everything because it's so expensive and stuff. But I had a really good time. You know, I was um, experiencing experiencing it through my daughter's eyes. And, of course, a lot of that stuff is just... Uh, It's like sensory overload, you know, you take her on the small world and they're just like jaws drop. Just like, what is any of this? Uh, None of this in here is like the world out there. Um, So, yeah, I probably spent like a thousand bucks and it was worth it. You know, like the place is um, it's like called the happiest place on earth for a reason. It's um, there's a lot of attention to detail. You know, I went to another, I went to like Six Flags and it's just like paint was shipping everywhere and the fucking things are falling apart. Oh, they're barely scraping. And this place is pristine. Everything, it's clean. Uh, Everything looks the way it's supposed to look. And then you go to Star Wars land and it looks like you're in fucking tattooing. You've been there, right, Bobby?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think they were still doing work. They hadn't
0: had the second ride up yet. Yeah, the last time I went <clears throat> and so now the second ride is what I'm going to talk about because that shit is crazy to call it a ride is underplaying a little bit. It's more of like an experience. So uh, uh, Disneyland started doing this thing because they, you know, they realized that the lines are so long. We got to entertain the people while they're in line. So the newer the games come out. The games, the rides come out, uh, the newer ones, the line is part of the experience. So like in the Star Wars area, you'll just go through, like when you go on the Millennium Falcon, then you'll hang out where, you know, Obi-Wan or whoever played that chess game, uh, you'll be in that little area. It's just so cool because it all looks real. And, uh, so they took that shit to the next level with this ride. It's called the Rise of the, uh, the rise of the uh, resistance. So uh, you go through. Uh, this is going to be kind of a long, but because there is so much, you go through. The first thing you see is Poe. You you see a um, a hologram of Ray, and she explains to you what's going on. And it looks re- it looks just like a hologram from the original Star Wars, right in front of you, like it's a really well done hologram. And then you go in the next room, and you see Poe's ship. And then you get into this like, yeah, there it is, then you get into this like um passenger uh move- mover ship or whatever passenger ship, and uh you take off and you le- you see yourself leave on the screens. it looks real, but it looks like you're leaving Disneyland and you're leaving um you're leaving Los Angeles and then Earth, and then you see Poe's ship right behind you, so the ship you just passed is like. You know, you all take off together. Then after that, uh, you get captured by the uh, empire. There's a battle, and then you get uh, captured by the empire. And then you go off of the ship, and you're in one of those loading decks, like the uh, I'm sorry, like the uh, where they park the ships, where there's that big window. What do you call that? Like a hangar bay? Is hangar that. bay, a dock? Uh, yeah, a space docking thing. And it looks so fucking real. Like there's stormtroopers robot stormtroopers all just lined up like they are when uh darth vader comes out and stuff and it's just this big open area but it looks so real like there's this blue screen that that force field that keeps space out you know that you see that and then you see like little dots for space and there's spaceships going around and it feels like you're in a fucking star wars hangover bay it's crazy It's uh, The bay itself wasn't like life-size because those things hold like hundreds of troops. These are only like maybe 40 troops are in front of you. But they did an amazing job. That might have been the best part of the ride. Just a room. Not a whole lot going on. Just a room. I took a picture of it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Then you get into um, this like then the ride kind of starts and you're on these little cars and they go around this building that like I keep saying is about the size of an apartment building. And you're just going through this thing and all kinds of shit's going on. Kylo Ren's chasing after you. Um there's a- there's live actors uh and it's also mixed with video stuff. It it was very 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 cool. One of the coolest rides I've ever been on. Um yeah, it makes you feel like fucking Kylo Ren's chasing you throughout this whole thing. Awesome. Super awesome. I had a great time at uh, Star at Star Wars um, Park, and I got uh, Christian a gift that he requested. I got you one of the Coca Colas.
3: Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Finally, I get this Coca Cola.
0: He goes. Uh, he goes. Yeah, can you get it for me? It'll be for DLG. Co-. I know damn well it's for you, man. Like you you're gonna be taking it home.
3: I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. It's, but I'll take it from you at DLG.
0: Oh, is that what you meant? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right,
3: because All right, you cool. send that shit in the mail, and the fucking customs people—they want one too. Everyone's a Star Wars fan these days.
0: It's true. Yeah, had a That's great time. Uh, Disney is worth going to.
2: All right. Well, before we get into listener questions, we got something we want to plug here.
3: Uh, Emilio. <laughs> yeah. I've I've texted you some instructions on this bit because a couple. Uh, a couple episodes ago, maybe three episodes ago, you were having some difficulty. Uh, uh, you could describe the place on Steam or the feature on Steam, but you couldn't recall the name. So I thought Bobby and Amanda could help you out with this, and you could explain a part of Steam to them, and they're playing against each other trying to guess what it is. Okay,
0: you know, but I have and- no text from you.
3: What? What's that? I
0: have no text from you.
3: Oh. Oh, this is awkward.
0: <laughs> uh, was it a long time ago?
3: No, I, I just pressed send.
0: Hmm. On Discord?
3: No, no, no. A text.
0: Hmm. Oh, dude, you're. it to go through
3: customs. Yeah, yeah.
0: do go <laughs> <customs>. Does <laughs> it have COVID? Because it's gonna have to wait two weeks. Okay, there we, we go. Just got it. Oh okay. no,
3: no, no. It, it's it's coming. It's sh- it's it says you got it.
0: I just got it. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs>
1: You're on I'll, live recording. I'll do, the, I'll do
3: okay. the fucking uh uh Oprah music.
0: So now you're gonna describe a feature on Steam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. A way to get recommendations on your on Steam based on interests like Q? a
1: Discovery queue.
0: Yes. Very good,
3: oh, Amanda. Coming out, punching, get wrecked, Bobby. Wow, Bobby okay. did say
0: Q first. Uh, I don't know if that,
1: but it's a discovery cue, all right. Like... I'll, give, it, I'll <laughs> give that one to Amanda. Okay,
0: okay. the area of steam remote where playing. user. Now you're just guessing. <laughs> we got to wait to the whole thing. Okay, now we're getting. Now Bobby's cheating, so we got to use buzzers. If you think you know the answer, you say your own name. Got it, Bobby. Remote play. No, it's not. <laughs> Son of a bitch, man! <laughs> <laughs> the area of Steam where users upload their cons custom content, uh, Workshop uh, sorted. Bobby it. Workshop, <laughs> yes, Bobby Workshop. Bobby you gotta work- wait till I finish. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know when you're done? <laughs> yeah, I know because I can't read. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, point for Bobby. All right. Wait, did Christian send you the name of this and you're just trying to describe it in your own words or did he send you a description? He sent me a description. Okay. Yeah. Would've um, been better if he
0: would have just let you describe it in your own That that's where the real challenge would be. The place where you uh spend Steam's custom store currency to point buy shop. Bobby Point Shop. Yes.
3: Goddamn. Um, Bobby Point Shop and <laughs> Bobby took the point lead, right? No, Champion.
0: Point shop, Bobby Point Shop is what he said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. What's what so this just... point shop?
3: That's oh. a fun. That's a fun little game. We oh. had fun there, right? Oh, you, you said it to me something... twice.
0: I thought there was more.
2: Yeah. See what I what I thought the game was is that you were going to send Emilio like Point Shop, and then he was in his own Emilio brain, going to try to define what the Point Shop was, and then we were going to have trouble figuring it out. That so would that.
3: have been so much better. You should come up with the bits next, dude. I think you got some good, great ideas. Over
0: Meanwhile, there. Bobby uh, won the game. He didn't understand. <laughs> Bobby Point Shop.
3: Bobby.
1: Yeah. All right. Bobby Point Shop. Bobby
0: <laughs>
1: first name Bobby,
3: last name point shop Who are uh, you? point shop
0: okay, Bobby point shop
3: for for the what are we doing? Oh, a plug for the plug, if you find a game on Steam, the lovely place, places we just described that you like, leave a review, or as Bobby says, the terrorists will, they'll leave a negative review on games you love and hold dear, uh, and if you found it from this podcast. Just throw hashtag DLG bump up. That's all you got to do. That's all we're asking. That's yeah. great.
2: And if you see a DLG bump, upvote it. Because I've go. been seeing Ooh. them out there. I've been seeing them out there. Oh, I like that.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to do all. Of, first of all, can you edit old ones? Did I ask this already? Yes, you okay. can. So I'd like to go and do all the old ones that I've done. I've probably done 20 or so. And then, yeah, why not just do a whole bunch real quick? There's no reason not to. All right. This is a nice experiment, Christian. Maybe we'll all be rich and famous by the next year this time.
3: Oh yeah! By next year this time, totally Totally. rich and famous. Yeah,
1: for sure. Definitely.
2: Quick shout out to Jew for you subscribing for two months. We appreciate it, man.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Uh, Jew. That's so savage.
0: Thanks, man. (laughs) Uh, I was just thinking like uh, when we're rich and famous, we'll be like, remember when my house had a podcast studio and now <laughs> I would say like our podcast studio has a house. That's how you know when you fucking made it, you know, have a giant fucking, your studio is bigger than your house. Anyways.
1: Sunset cliffs.
0: Yeah. Listen to questions. All right. First one
2: comes from the Livingston. Hypothetically, you're coming to San Diego this next weekend with your significant other, staying on the bay where do you take her hypothetically of course
0: um i wish you because this is a lot later than when you needed this information because i know you already went to mexico and came back and all that stuff so um i don't know what would you be your answer
2: Bobby? oh my god yeah i'm not good at showing people the town anymore i really like la jolla though i always love to go down to that whatever that road is down in La Jolla, and then you can go and see the smelly sea lions and seals. Um, love that area.
0: Um, I always take everybody to the the Hotel Del. I love the Hotel Del. Mm. It's just you know it's this hundred and thirty year old, hundred twenty year old uh, building that that's where the president stays when he comes. It's just a very very nice uh, venue, and you could just walk in Coronado go through,
1: Beach, right?
0: Yeah. You can yeah. just walk and go through it, any like, you know, it, it's a it's at a tourist attraction as well as a hotel. So uh, you can go there. Uh, they have a beautiful bar. You can have drinks on the beach. The beach is super well kept, manicured, and it's all free. I mean, up until when you're buying drinks, but you don't have to. You can just have lunch there or whatever. And that's like 20 minutes from my house. Um, that
1: beach is gorgeous too. Yeah. It, it completely glitters in the sun. It's got like a golden kind of sparkle to it. That whole area is just really cute and wonderful. I also think that's a good spot to pay, take somebody. It's I have a, another one too, but it's
0: five minutes from the uh, naval base, and oh, by the naval base there's a dog park. Anyway, we we're taking our dog, and the navy, all the navy seals. This is where they come out of. This is where they train them and all that stuff. So the navy seals are playing fucking football on the lawn like right outside the base. And Sam, we pull up and Sam's like, oh my God, because they're all sweaty and his shirt's off and shit. I was like, all right, you stay here. I'm going to go walk Jocko over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Besides that, um, see, I'm not talking to the living scene anymore because he already went, but if you are are going to come, go to the Dell. Um, I also like OB. It's a little grungy, uh, but if you're cool with that, uh, there's a lot of, uh, great food and good times and you're right there on the water as well. Uh, ocean beach is what is that short for? There's a great, great view from there too. Um, that's where we had the LG con one right there. 1.0. Yeah. 1.0. Not and-
1: on ocean beach. We had it at sunset cliffs.
0: Yeah. Which is in ocean beach. Don't tell
1: me where I live, <laughs> man. Yep. It's close. I mean, yeah. Point yeah. Loma. It's Point Loma. I we guess. did walk. Yeah, we did walk to Ocean Beach. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I know, I'd take somebody to Cabrillo National Monument, to be honest with you. That's another stunning view. You guys really should. Because, I mean, granted, I do think that it costs like 6 or $8 to get in there, but it is worth it. You get a, a stunning view of San Diego, and you actually have like really high chances of seeing. Naval fleets and different aircrafts uh, as well. And they have like really awesome, well, um, explained things of like the history of actually how Cabrillo was found. There's a lighthouse there that you can explore. It's one of the first lighthouses in in the whole area of like california and it is just like it's so it's so pretty and it's right by um the tide pools as well so if you go when the tide is low you can go climbing down and see like all these different crabs and sea anemones and like all kinds of stuff in the tide pools and so like cabrillo national monument i think is really underrated in your guys's uh, city it's awesome that's absolutely a place i would go
0: i think you just made my plans for next sunday
1: You should. And take the kids, dude. It's fun. There's, like, historical stuff. There's, like, a whole little, like, tiny museum. And, of course, they've got, like, kind of the kitschy old, like, looking shit that they have in there. You know what I mean? Like, the really old mannequin that should have been retired, like, 10 years ago. They got that. But, like, the museum itself and the information is really fascinating. It is really cool. And it's about, like, the first people that landed in San Diego. And, like I said, you do get, like, this just absolutely beautiful view of San Diego and the whole bay and, like, the naval base. And you can see you know, you can see, like, I saw a submarine when I was there. I saw, like, the huge, crazy-ass, like, helicopters and stuff that were there, and they have these massive um, stands that kind of show you what they are and, like, labeling them so that way then you can kind of pick them out and search for them yourself, like, and it's just, it's such a cool spot that I just, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know about it, and, like, I went at the height of like a Saturday and it was fucking dead. And it's probably because, yeah, it's not like the cool spot to go, but it's like the nerd spot to go. And it's great. It's awesome. It's beautiful. There, and like I said, the tide pools is really cool.
2: I, I've never, uh, I might've been when I was young. My girlfriend always talks about it because her grandfather was like a docent there for a while. I think that lighthouse is supposed to be haunted too. It's Ooh. like one of those
0: top 10 haunted cool. locations. In and it's Saturday. cool to
1: walk through that. That lighthouse is cool to walk into. Cause you can, you can walk around it and into it.
0: Hmm. nice what's
2: next next question oh the livingston has another one how do you leave tj back to the states without getting a puppy
0: i think he did he typed this while he was in in the line to get back uh, in the busiest border crossing in the world uh so i'm told so uh yeah it's like millions of cars every day and so it's getting worse and worse it's every year it gets worse and now you're talking about if you're not in the ready lane, there there's like four different three different uh lanes you can get into depending on how much clearance you have. If you're just like a, a normal traveler and you don't know what you're doing, you get in the regular lane, you're talking three or four hours. And then the other one's probably forty five minutes to two hours. And then the last one's usually like ten minutes. So there's an entire industry that's popped up with these people that uh you that cater to the people that are in line they sell you all kinds of stuff um actually you might think that it's fucking gross to eat out of these carts but i've had something off of each one of them and i've never gotten sick and it's so good like they wouldn't be in business if they they're getting people sick yeah if they're getting people sick like so yeah i've had like a tosti loco that's the first time i ever had one of those bobby you've had one of those you really liked it actually
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, i don't like it with the uh what is it the chorizo or yeah what the, I put in you know,
0: cueritos, the, the pigskin yeah uh but yeah anyway so they sell you all kinds of stuff including puppies that's what he's talking about so you can get like these basically designer dogs um you know mm-hmm. the very expensive breeds uh pugs and huskies and stuff like that and of course they don't have their uh credentials but they look the part and they're one tenth of the cost of the they, regular. You don't
2: one. have a problem crossing the border with that with an animal? Like? No,
0: no, there's no problem. The only things you can't cross are fruits and vegetables, and oh, uh, cocaine, pork. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and pork, and certain kinds of Mexicans, the ones that don't have any papers. So, very lucrative though. You cross one of those, you're talking about thirty five hundred dollars a pop. But wow. um, yeah, some people do it for a living. Uh, so yeah, yeah there's the all kinds of stuff, school. uh, besides puppies, there's, yeah, cats, like a bunch of stuff, who knows what their life is like up until, I, I can't imagine that it's good, uh, but I've known people that bought them and they love the dogs and the dogs, you know, they don't die immediately. <laughs> they don't have Parvo. <laughs> They're not duds.
1: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's like. That was so I was going to say that was so fascinating to me, like being in San Diego. I loved seeing how it compared to Detroit because the Detroit, it's so close to the border of Windsor, Canada. And San Diego is so close to the border of Tijuana. And like, yeah, the line thing and the fact that I think you guys don't you guys have an app or like you can check like the real time, like how long it is. Yeah. Like that's bonkers to me. And like Detroit, you kind of just go through a tunnel and it rarely backs up and you're boom you a you're in canada like so with i mean it was cool to see like just the differences between the two and how um culturally like the mixing would happen like in san diego and same with like in detroit as well you know like it's just so common for everybody to have canadian money and eat like poutine and caesars instead of anything else like in detroit but then like yeah in san diego there was just like such a strong like obviously mexican influence and it was awesome i feel I i thought it was cool they were similar
0: I feel like it's hard to see how much mixing is going on because if a Canadian American have sex, you end up with a Canadian and American looking person. You know what I mean? It's just like you can't tell. But here you can clearly see the Mexican influence like me. Uh, Here I am. (laughs) I am proof that this has been going on for a long time, at least 44 years. Uh, You can see it in the people and the food and all that stuff. And over there, um, yeah, I don't know how much you can't you can't tell the difference, except for the Canadians a lot fucking nicer. Maybe the babies are nicer, too. Did I tell you when I was in uh, Toronto, this guy drove by in a van? He's just like, Hi. (laughs) <laughs> We're like, hi! Yeah, that was just a random drive-by, hi! I don't It you did. It totally happened. Uh, it was a, I, over here, I'm used to drive-by shootings. Yeah. Uh, so there's the difference.
2: Nice. All right, next question from Hingle McCringleberry. What's been your favorite vehicle to drive in a game? Things to think about. How does it drive or handle? How does it look? And does it have weapons or equipment? My vote is the Warthog, where... There's something about driving one of those with your buddies, sitting shotgun and a turret. That's always a great time Mm. I think I think the warthog would be a lot of people's choices. I talk about this all the time But there was a mod for halo one that I played more than the actual game And it was a race mode where you jump into a warthog and someone would jump in the back and be your gunner And it was like a death race. You had to go do laps and you got points for like every checkpoint you went through and you tried to slow everybody else down by blowing them up with the machine gun or rocket or whatever was on your warthog and i can't believe they never made that into like a fully fleshed out game like i I still have never really seen a game like that like a co-op versus game that's racing but also combat racing like i don't know i think that would be successful Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they nailed it because you steer with the mouse on that one. So you can do these really fancy um, like sliding turns, like drift your, your car and, and flip it 20 times and it lands on the wheels. Yeah, dude, the Warthogs were great. I can't think of a much better game, uh, vehicle in a game than that. I, I was always really disappointed in the, um, the vehicles in Battlefront, the new Battlefront game. Um, they aren't that strong, man. They just make you like an easier target. I feel like
0: what about you guys? Get us some answers?
1: uh going with Halo uh I'm actually which I guess we could debate on whether it's a vehicle or not it's a vehicle to me and I would argue it is a vehicle the Banshee of Halo I prefer the Banshee over Warthog all day cuz I always want I mean I always wanted to fly and I always loved how you could spin and I loved like ripping people out of Banshees as well And taking their banshee and then killing them with it or like ramming a ghost into the banshee to jump out and then rip them out as they fly up and then rip it it's it's fun it's a whole bunch of aerial dancing and (laughs) so i i loved like flying uh the banshees in that but i don't know because i love the way a lot of times that it handled i always preferred that over the warhog.
0: gosh i guess fucking halo's got the best because it's kind of my answer too i was thinking about halo infinite and how the combat in that in the single player is just like you know uh well at least for me my my strategy was ripping people out of one shooting up the second one getting uh the armor down jumping to that one pull that guy out and it was almost like uh musical chairs of destruction with uh with all these weapons i mean these vehicles and yeah and they they're not off, I mean, they're not realistic at all. But neither are video games. So it, they're so video gamey, and they're perfectly video gamey. It just, like you said, Bobby, it's very hard to flip one and stuff like that. So yeah, I guess Halo wins all around.
3: Well, I, I I'll go like real left field here. Uh, genre and theme completely different. Star Wars, Star Wars Squadrons is like peak dog fighting like you feel like you're in the x-wing you feel like you're in the tie fighter you know The if you're in a y-wing you're slow and uh you're strong just like you would imagine and if you're in a tie fighter a tie interceptor you're fast and, and you're fragile and in that game uh in the new star wars uh the dog fighting the dog fighting they have like this extra boost off the end i don't know if i can really explain this but um they're not they're In, in like, Star Wars Episode Four, all the spaceships were, like, World War II, like, dogfighters, you know? Like, it's like they had air resistance. But in the new Star Wars, you see, like, Poe flying around and he's doing, like, in space. He's putting his thrusters on a turn and he's, like, basically putting on the air brakes or whatever. And in Squadrons, you have that, too. And it feels so fucking satisfying because you can do those maneuvers like he's doing in, in the show. You can pull your brake, blast someone, and then get the person behind you, too, with some fancy fucking footwork. So, yeah, squadrons.
0: Did, does that have any VR support? I feel like it'd be fucking... Amazing. Yeah, it does, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's on Game Pass right now, too. Oh, Interesting. cool. Yeah. I still have not played an EA game through Game Pass. I don't know how much of a headache it is. Um, but for that reason is why I bought well, I think they made it easier, at least
2: through Steam. It used to be... a kind of a pain but yeah
0: i hope i hope it's i keep looking <clears throat> at it and i want to try it out hmm. good answer though
2: all right hingle mccringleberry also asks what's the strangest strangest food you've eaten
0: uh scorpions in thailand i think yeah full full size big ass scorpions they're probably probably about th- the size of a i don't know they were giant they were very big um like a big cookie i guess
1: didn't you tell me that like they crunch and then they were squishy inside? Yeah,
0: they're crunchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll tell the story. Um, we're on Kosan Road. That's the that's in Bangkok. It's very that's the one that was in uh the Hangover Two or Three or whatever it was. Um, and I'm walking down and I see these things and I'm I always eat bugs and spiders and stuff. I try to gross people out. And also not just gross them out, but also show them that like there's nothing to be afraid of, you know? And so I grab this huge fucking thing. I buy it off the lady and I eat it. And everybody, you know, taking pictures, whatever. It's like, oh, gross, whatever. And then some like girls come up, some cute girls came up and they're like, did you just eat one of those? And I was like, yeah. They're like, "Will you eat another one so I can video it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I eat a second one. And halfway through that second one, I'm like, well, this was a huge mistake. Like, this thing is so gross. Like, I I don't know. It's like, maybe... Maybe I have a time limit on how much resistance I have to grossness because yeah, halfway through the second one, I really wanted to spit it out, but I'm like, there's no way I'm going to, I just fucking barf in front of these chicks. So I just made it, made it work somehow. Hmm. You have videos out there somewhere, somewhere, somewhere on the interwebs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I've said, I've ants, spiders, crickets. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Um. I want to say that I have seen enemies like live ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys I don't think
2: I've eaten uh, anything
0: that strange, honestly.
1: I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well what well what would you say though? Is it the super hot chip?
2: Oh, the one chip challenge, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Um I mean I'll try weird stuff. I just can't really think of anything that I've I've tried. I they've got some pretty gnarly stuff at the Del Mar Fair, which is a, a, the San Diego County Fair. It's not like weird exotic bugs or anything like that. It's just like ridiculous stuff that's just like 1500 calories, you know. It's yeah. like a like
1: deep-fried twinkie.
2: Yeah, like the deep-fried twinkie or um it's all like deep fried stuff. Yeah, it's deep
0: it, fried random things.
2: Yeah, it's like chocolate covered bacon. Uh,
0: they, they have the burgers that are uh, <clears throat> a donut for like a, it's a double cheeseburger with bacon, but instead of buns, it has donuts, Krispy Kreme donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why Americans are fat. <laughs> Fair <laughs> food is just ridiculous, it's man.
2: ridiculous man. I don't yeah. understand.
0: That's good though. Uh Bobby, dude,
2: that
1: would, like, hurt
2: my insides. I,
1: like, my stomach hurts looking at these.
0: <laughs> I can eat all of this stuff without any problem. As much as I want, usually. It's like uh, Bobby and... I don't
1: believe it. Your toilet probably suffers later, doesn't it?
0: Uh, well, yeah, that's why I have... They call me the porcelain punisher. Um, <laughs> Bobby, uh, Bobby took one look at those Texas Twinkies when we were in Austin. And uh, he's like... Oh, I, I cannot eat that I cannot touch. Yeah, that. I don't fit in in
2: texas yeah. it, it and I'm, the Same thing when I went to dallas, it's just like the first thing we did when I went to quake in 2016 in dallas like we went to a wings place and they bring this they bring a giant cup of water, which is great because I can never get enough water when I'm at a restaurant. Um, but then they bring these wings and like so much of them and they're like super spicy, which I don't mind. But there's just so much like everything there was just like super sized, man, just the portions. And then, yeah, when we were in Austin, it was like just meat wrapped in meat. <laughs> meat. And I,
0: he's Jeez. like, I cannot have that, dude. He's like, I will get sick. And I'm on my third one. <laughs>
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> i felt bad those were so good though they those were Texas so good twinkies they yeah. were really good they yeah. were so rich that's for sure yeah for sure
0: indulgent uh, i think you missed a, know, a question another
1: thing rich oh, sorry. uh was like a, i tried a century egg that's probably the grossest thing i've had or what is wild that? yeah oh, it's is that like, like the
2: fertilized uh, egg or the unfertilized egg no
1: that's the balut thing yeah. like no a century egg is like a hundred year like preserved um like egg um
0: it Must just
1: it tastes <laughs> it tasted gross like well it's like it's like bitter and it kind of reminded me of like blue cheese in yeah, a sense It's
0: rotten mm.
1: It's essentially a rotten egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it expensive? Was it actually held for a hundred years? No, I don't think they're truly okay. held for a hundred yeah. years.
3: Oh, what a fucking ripoff, dude! I thought...
1: They're preserved. They're preserved for a period of days to like a few months in like ash and clay and like rice hulls and stuff. And so, yeah, it was weird. It was like a complex and I don't I don't know. It's yeah, like I I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I am Glad do it I tried it.
1: I some know. people are addicted to it though, and they really love it because it's like
3: addicted.
1: A, yeah, because it's like an acquired kind of taste of like a bitterness. Like I've definitely like heard of some people that really like them. Yeah, they'll like cut them up into little like orange wedges and yeah. You
3: know how I only they have a real century egg? I want someone in 1920 being like, oh yeah, in a hundred years, <laughs> yeah, someone's gonna enjoy this.
0: You know how they say like anything in the right lighting? <laughs> oh bless you, man. Jesus. Ah! it's wow. always twice wow that was a big one yeah um, wow anything the right kind of light and the right angle can be look look beautiful i've seen 300 pictures of these looks like shit every single one i've seen one good picture of it
1: yeah yep. the white is curdled to like a black and like the oak or the yoke i mean is like not even you can't even recognize it yeah, yeah dude uh i wouldn't necessarily recommend i don't know maybe try it once for the gag and then see if you like it <laughs> and you'll gag Hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we did uh, skip a question here. Tag Laurel asks, "Would you all try to let Chat GPT write an episode for you? I think it could be
0: hilarious. That would be a good bit. Um, What uh, What experience does anybody have with Chat GTP here?
2: I haven't used it yet. I just hear a lot about it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, I'm not going to go way into it, but I'll give you my experience with it. Um, uh, my brother in law had it on his phone and he's like, Yeah, just shoot whatever. He's like, Try to confuse it, whatever. So, you know, it's this AI program that's supposed to sound like a human being or be able to do a ton of work. And it does. Uh, some people are writing code with it or s- some people have achieved code writing that hasn't been done before, like problems that coders having and it's coming up with it on its own you could also have it right it's funny because um mila at the time was writing a speech for uh for on the environment it was her first speech ever it's supposed to be three minutes and we've been working on it for a week and then so sam's sam told her brother hey write it write a, a a paper on the environment in the words of a 10 year old and about 10 seconds later we had a good one that could have done great and probably got an a plus like that's how crazy it is and you can tell that it was written by a child insane so then i was like let me try let me see how what level of complexity it could do so i said have it tell me a joke that have to do with a frog and electricity i just made your first two things that came to my mind and it said uh why did the why what do so, something about the frog and electricity the setup, and but the answer was because they fo- both feel the current and oh why was it in the river with the electricity because they both feel the current and i was like wow like it understands on a deep level first of all what humor is and then like um the usage of bringing the the two subjects have a similar word that they can use. And so then I tried a few more jokes and they they were pretty not, you know, obviously you're not going to write home about them, but because I was giving her very hard parameters and it instantly would kick something out. Interesting. Is that, are you doing it live Christian?
3: Yeah. So, uh, Hello and welcome to DL. This is Bobby, I guess, who would say this. I'm your host, John. Ooh, that's a miss. And with me today is our co host, Sarah. I don't know about that. I don't know about this.
1: Hi, everyone. I guess I'm Sarah. The fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they did this on uh, another podcast I listened to. How did this get made? Oh. And. It, you you could see like the structure of it, but it was actually, (laughs) it was pretty funny, but that's also a a much well, more well-known podcast. And I think it's got to like reach out to the internet to pull this type of information. But yeah, everybody's all in an uproar about this. You know, I work in education. So people are like, oh, they're going to, kids are going to use this to write their essays and stuff. And they're all concerned about that. But, um,
0: I think it's a real concern. I think a lot of people are just going to be funny in their work.
2: Um, well, I mean, they already find ways <laughs> Even to do more that, so. <laughs> but I, I don't know. You can, you can definitely tell this stuff's written by an AI though.
0: Yeah. But you have it do ni- 90% of the work and you just edit it and then you're done. Whatever you amount changes. it is, you know, it's going to make yeah. great editors and shitty writers. That's what JetTTP is going to do. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, like when I, the 10 year old one. It just nailed it right off the bat. First time, no errors, nothing weird. Hmm. And it's only getting stronger and smarter every day, which is crazy and scary. Uh, is anything good in there, Chris, that it's writing? It's writing nah, it's a, a lot. A,
3: it's, I asked it to write it more in the style of our podcast. And Host2, instead of saying hi, now says, sup, sup gamers.
1: gamers, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's totally us. Yep. <laughs> nailed <Yeah>. gamers. <laughs>
1: And we start it's every episode rise. with greetings <laughs> by, by gamers. <laughs> what about gamers?
2: <laughs> oh my God, dude. It's, the font is so small, I can
0: barely read yeah, it. What but. are they talking about?
2: Definitely one of the most stunning. Yeah, can you zoom in? All right. Uh, the graphics are also insane. Night City is just breath, breathtaking. Definitely one of the most stunning virtual cities I've ever seen, and the world feels alive with attention to detail. What about the gameplay? Okay, first of all, we don't have this back and forth. It's usually one person just talking for a long time. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we're just not, there's not enough source material
2: mm-hmm. for it. Maybe that's what other podcasts sound like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, kind of uh, similar to that, Pyronical also says Chat GPT can basically replace Nick. Can you ask him? <laughs> for its opinion on a game you're reviewing uh i think it could replace any of us honestly (laughs) um and yeah we should uh maybe we should ask it for a review (laughs) can you give me an opinion on the warhammer cinematic universe okay (laughs) yeah since nick's not here this week maybe we just ask it to tell us uh to talk about warhammer in a really annoying way and then we'll see if
0: it if it sounds like Nick. Why do you always say the cinematic when there's no cinema? There's no movies. I,
3: I just think it's funny. Oh. Okay. Is it not funny? This is Warhammer that Cinematic that. Universe. Hilarious. I
0: uh, can't do it.
2: Or negative in a response. Oh, can't do it. Oh, my God. Okay. So the uh, the chat well, AI just... is talking back to us. It says, I'm sorry, but it's not appropriate to be intentionally annoying or negative in a response. All right. This guy does not get us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure.
3: Okay. The Warhammer cinema. Oh wait, who can do the best Nick impression? Amanda. <laughs> okay, go for
1: it. Uh, sure. Uh, the Warhammer cinematic universe has been an absolute dream come true for any diehard fan like myself. Ever since I was nine years old, I, been- <laughs> I can't get done it <laughs> the fantastical creatures, the intense battles. And the deep lore have captured my imagination for years, and I am beyond thrilled to see it finally coming to life on the big screen. Each new announcement and trailer fills me with excitement, and I simply can't wait to see all of my favorite characters and stories brought to life in a new and exciting way. Yeah, that's not Warhammer. No. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Overall, as a diehard fan, the Warhammer cinematic universe is a dream come true, and I am beyond excited to see what the future holds. Mm. Yeah. like it's how, like
0: all filler stuff. Yeah, it is filler. Okay, it's
2: all,
1: all fluff. Right, that's enough.
2: That's enough. Chat GPT here. Um, Zap asks, "Do you have or have you ever collected anything video game related?"
0: Hmm. Uh, we had our little collection of just knickknacks in here uh, before. We had a bunch of figurines, uh, but not a specific any like uh, one thing from any one game. We just had a bunch of random stuff. I'm looking at a. I have a little pop pop hat. What is it called? Pop a Funko 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 Pop. Yeah, of um, the dragon from Skyrim, the last one. Um, I forget his name. Arthanax. I think that's the smart old one, right? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the the bad guy's name is. Oh. Uh, but yeah, uh, we had the masks from the Fallout. I mean, from um, Payday, and yeah, Mm -hmm. just a bunch of little knickknacks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to decorate the walls with it.
0: I don't think I've ever really collected
2: anything video game related, Uh, like physical, not not like digital.
0: What's cool is if you go to like DL, I mean, if you go to uh, BlizzCon, they have a little collection for you all set up. So you get the backpack when you get in. And then as you go around different places, you can collect uh, like stuff to put on that backpack.
2: I don't think they did that the last couple of years. The last few times that I went. But that was really cool. So you, you'd you go in, and they'd give you a backpack, and then when you'd walk around to different areas, they'd give you... The backpack had like a Velcro part to it, and when you walk around different areas, they'd give you like this uh, Velcro patch that you could stick to it, so you could collect the whole set by visiting all the, the different areas, which was a really cool idea. But I think the last one or two times I went to BlizzCon, they just gave me like a... Um, it was a really nice like artwork book, and it had like all the stuff from their different IPs and everything. It, it was cool, but it wasn't. I like the backpack better. In fact, I think we still have that. We still backpack. have
0: it. I was looking for it right now.
2: I think it's back in in storage over there. Yeah, but yeah, that that was kind of cool.
1: I like collecting cool. some of uh, Bethesda stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I have a I have a Pip Boy from when Fallout Four had their like. Uh, pre-order and like deluxe edition or something like I got like the collector's edition thing where you got like an actual Pip-Boy and I loved that thing and then I also uh I collect um a lot of the different Bethesda like maps when they have them like especially hmm. Elder Scrolls I have almost all the Elder Scrolls maps like even Arena and Daggerfall I have the maps and uh they're like framed and so i'll use them as like artwork even because i love them i think they're pretty and they're awesome and they remind me of uh the good old days
0: days you ever uh use one as reference while you're playing a game like look up and be like oh "Oh."
1: all the time i used to yeah like they first started as being like reference on the wall but they Mm. slowly then turn into like artwork when i stopped playing the game
0: uh you and the friend that you used to play uh xbox side by side does she play eso with you
1: no, she uh, she has a kid and she doesn't game really anymore. Um, yeah, because her kid consumes her life and then work as well. But she was talking about getting like a PC game or sorry, a, a computer and getting back into PC gaming uh, and then getting that. But I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, we used to we mostly just played a lot of Xbox and then RuneScape together. Uh, so but yeah, a lot of Morrowind.
2: Mm-hmm. Looking hard. back, I wish I would have hung on to more boxes when you bought physical copies of video games like the actual orange box or the warcraft three box when we helped move chi once uh, she was moving somewhere we we helped her um she we were pulling up a, a bunch of stuff out of storage and she had like an original warcraft three box in there and i thought that was so cool i wish i still had mine
0: you could probably get them for
2: oh, i'm sure i could it would just be I don't know. It wouldn't feel the same to like buy one off of eBay and have it.
0: I don't know. Maybe yeah. it would. Yeah, and then you could frame it, dude. Uh, you know what? Um, not frame it alone, but maybe get your four favorite ones and put it in a frame. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you call it? Uh, bought oh, J.P. Diddy, uh, the newest. We're well, not the newest now, but at the time when we first started playing Magic again, uh, the Kamigawa came out, and they had the most beautiful lands ever, uh, and he bought. A set of the, um, what do you call it? The 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 fanciest gun, the foils of each one, and he had it framed. It looks super nice. He Has it on the wall. He he collects a lot more stuff than I do. Ooh, nice. All right,
2: Orange folks. Box. I think that's an episode. What's everybody playing next week?
0: This is a two-hour podcast. Damn. More ways that <laughs> we knew that. Okay. Um. Maybe. Um, uh, what is it called? Hi Fi, whatever. Hi Fi Rush. Hi Fi Rush. Uh, <laughs> it seems pretty long because I, I beat one of the major bosses, and the uh, it's funny because you use her phone, uh, like you just hit a button and it starts a video chat with the other five bosses, and they're like, "Hey, did you kill that guy?" And he, you're just standing there, and it's you instead of her. They're like, "Where'd she go?" And they're like, "Is this?" A, they can't figure out what's going on, and you're just like. I'm going to come kill all you guys. And uh, if the levels to get to her were just as long as they are to get, that's a pretty long game. So I don't know if I'll be finishing that. But sure. um, so far, I'm enjoying it. Um, I still am going to grudgingly, begrudgingly play Midnight Rush. Uh, I mean, um, sorry, Midnight uh, Suns. Suns, thank you. And so, yeah, those two things. Maybe Ember Nights, too. I don't know. All right. Uh, so I loaded up Doom Three this week, BFG
2: edition, and I was going to I was going to play that, but I was like, I'm not going to get far in this. And I also realized there are no settings in Doom Three, the BFG of it edition, to adjust the volume level. Because hmm. I was like, every time you start up a game, you're just like oh my God, this is so loud. I got to turn it down, right? Like every time I start up a game and I'm playing with somebody and it's like the first time we're both loading into it, that's always the thing. Like, what? Hold on. I can't hear you. There's just music blasting my eardrums. Um, so that's really weird. And I also remembered when BFG Edition came out, the whole thing about it was it's in 3D. You can play it with um, uh VR. Devices? Oh yeah, not not the Nvidia 3D Vision, but the the VR. So yeah, it's got VR support. I I don't think I'll be playing that, but um, I I forgot about that. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll be playing Doom Three, but
0: I don't know. We'll see how the week goes. There, you, there, you have it. That's a episode. Uh, Christian, you what are you playing these days?
3: Playing the shit out of BattleTech. Put nice. like 15 hours in this last week. It's so good. I'm like, is this going to get boring? The last mission I played, I was like, I've played this exact mission before. I mean, it has different, you know, accoutrement, but it's yeah. the exact same thing. Uh, and I was like, still like- by the end, I, I still love it. I was like, I play this mission fucking three more times. Give it give it to me again. On
0: it's the radar, so we had uh, back firewall underscore, ENA... Dream Barbecue, that's a real real weird one. Ember Nights, hopefully Hades gameplay, multiplayer. Um, The Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom, and Gord, Gord Save Us. Um, On highlights, we had Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Firewatch, uh, but don't play it because she ruined it. Uh, Empire of Sin, it's a tactical term based about... um, um cannoli and guns uh the texasist um which had some technical difficulties it's also the story of ray bibbia um marvel's midnight Suns. uh you'll love it and hate it probably and wasteland 3 will be on the show for the next seven years uh speaking for chris amanda bobby and myself um Backfirewall titties. That's I don't like that name at all, dude. Backfirewall Barbecue titties. Back barbecue
1: titties.
0: Barbecue titties. This was a long episode. Yeah, two hours. Over two hours. Bye buddy!